0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, January the 17th, 2024. And just checking in with everybody, chilly morning. It's about 40-something, forty, 40 mid-40s in Tampa, or Palm Harbor, where I am. But we see, though, I mean, Louisiana's in at 20 degrees, Virginia's at 11, Indiana at 4 um 22 over in Chesapeake, Virginia. So yeah, a chilly morning around. And um yeah. So glad to have you guys on today. We are doing our readings through the um through the Bible, through Genesis and Hebrews and John. 10 degrees in Pennsylvania. Wow. I guess I can't complain too much about forties then. <laughs> um yeah. <clears throat> Chilly morning. Um, yeah. So if you're on the podcast or you're uh you see that the the title of the podcast has been modified slightly. It's not Pastor Terry's Bible study podcast, it's a little shorter and it's just the unfiltered podcast or unfiltered Bible study. So just, uh, yeah, because that's kind of the description of the podcast, unfiltered, um, unrehearsed uh, pod, uh, Bible study podcast. So something that's more descriptive of what we do, um, it's just unfiltered, unfiltered Bible study. That's what we do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, let's jump in, you guys. So glad you guys are on today. Thanks for taking time to spend some time in the Word of God together. You know we do. We read. We pray. Change the world. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. The first reading today is from Genesis chapter nine, picking up from where we left off yesterday at verse eighteen, and so we'll wrap up wrap up chapter nine today. Nine eighteen. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem. Ham and Jephthah, No, Jeff, Jepheth. Jepheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Uh one of the one of the you know big questions in the Bible is, where did Cain's wife come from? And um Obviously, we don't know. We don't know for sure. Um, and um, a couple of hypotheses. I mean, it could have been a sister. Um, um, and there, it's very possible that Adam and Eve were not the only people that God created. He could have created other people, too. We know that Adam and Eve, they all descended from Adam and Eve, but other people were could have been. We don't know. So, yeah, so we really don't know. It's just one of those, you know, things. The Bible doesn't tell us that. I don't think the Bible's trying to hide it from us. The Bible was aware. You know, obviously when they wrote the, when Moses recorded the words of the Bible, he was aware that that was not included, but it didn't seem to perplex them (laughs) like it perplexes us. So... Anyway, but now we're, you know, we're a couple of generations later. This is Noah and his children, his sons. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk. That's how it works. You drink enough of it. Well, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Hmm. Noah, come on, Noah. We don't need to be seeing that, bro. Put some clothes on. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Jepheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and covered their father's naked body. Their fa- their faces were turned away so that they would not see their father naked. It's respectful, right? They're trying to be respectful. When Noah awoke from his wine, <laughs> interesting, right? <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. Like he didn't awake from sleeping; <laughs> he awoke from his wine because the wine is what put him out. When he when the, when the, when he was when he sobered up. Right? When Noah awoke from his wine and found out his, what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God expand, extend Jepheth's Jeff, territory. May Jephthah live in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Jephthah. After the flood, Noah lived three hundred and fifty years. Wow, that's that's crazy, isn't it? Three hundred fifty years. Um, a lot of people try to you know figure that out. Like, how did? How's that? I don't know. It's different. Obviously, different. <clears throat> the the condition of the earth was probably in a different situation. The the um uh, the condition of humanity was in a different situation. I don't really know. I mean I I'm just fifty three and I slept wrong, now my back hurts. <laughs> so, so you imagine, I mean, you know, I slept wrong. That's what happened to me last night. What happened? Why? Why is your Why is your shoulder hurt? I slept wrong. You did what? I slept. You did. You slept. Yeah. I, I and I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> how did? How exactly do you mess that up? I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you? How does one exactly mess? Sleeping up. Yeah. Well, I did. I did it wrong. That's why my um my shoulder's sore. Hmm. Feels like after 53 years, you'd know how to sleep. I don't know. Apparently not. Apparently you get worse at it. <laughs> when I was younger, I never slept wrong. I could sleep on a hard surface. I could, I could sleep on the floor with just a blanket. Wake up, nothing. Now, you got got $3,000 worth of sleep sleep uh, aids, mattresses, comforters, <laughs> sound machines, fans, whatever else, and I slept wrong. Anyway, so that's just after 53 years. I can't imagine. Anyway, let's read what's in the New Testament now. Let's jump over to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter, uh, what did we say? What did we say? 6, Hebrews chapter 6. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. So glad you guys are on. Hebrews chapter 6. Let's see if we see some themes here, some themes of uh, these three readings. 6, 1 through 12. Is that right? Yeah, 6, 1 through 12. Therefore, Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. So he just listed some of the basics right there. So he's like, so if you're thinking like when uh, the writer is talking about moving beyond elementary, elementary teachings, what's what specifically did he have in mind? Well, he'd let us, let us know right here. Um, repentance from death, repentance from acts that lead to death, so repentance from sin, faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, about rituals, about, you know, uh, in our case, there'd be things like baptism and communion and different sacraments the laying on of hands so laying on hands for the sick and also laying on the hands for um you know for uh, anointing people for different ministry tasks and callings resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and he's saying those are some of the basics like these are not not that we outgrow them not that they're not essential but to just keep rehearsing those same things over and over and over like we need to move on Verse 4 It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. Hmm. So, this is where some folks, you know, talk about. It's impossible for someone who is saved to lose their salvation because they've, they've, you know, once they've tasted um, the heavenly calling, tasted salvation, you can't lose it. Um, There's a sense in which I get that. I get that argument that you're, um, you know, once you have experienced all the goodness of God, once you experience the the grace and the kindness of God, once you salvation and all of its goodness, and the, and you tasted the power of the Word of God, and and um, that it's that it's impossible to turn away. Um, it's irresistible grace at that point. Um, I, I I get that because I think it is. I think it. I will at least say it's it, it would. It's extremely difficult. Um, I think. Because honestly, you don't you do not meet many people who have um, a true salvation experience who just flat out deny Jesus. Now they may they may backslide in their lifestyle, right? They may not keep their same level of devotion. But if you ask them, do you but still believe in Jesus? They'd be like, Yeah, I mean Jesus is Lord. I know I'm not living and they would probably would say, I know I'm not living where I should be, right? So there's a sense in which it's powerful. An encounter a true encounter with Jesus is powerful. And there's not many people, I, I can't think of a single person I've ever met who had a true encounter with Jesus that then was willing to deny him, even, even if they weren't living up to what they thought they should be living up to. Um and um now is that the same as saying that that they are in right relationship with god it's a different question right and then of course the question is did you know and that's the always the argument is having a true the key variable is having a true encounter with jesus so like the person who says you can lose your salvation um says yeah you can have a true encounter with Jesus and still walk choose to walk away the person who says you cannot lose your salvation says if you walk away you never really had a true encounter with Jesus um you had a you had a you did not have a true encounter because if you had, if you had had if you had had a true encounter with Jesus it's impossible to turn away In some sense it's semantics, but in, in some sense we don't, you know, it's God who decides. <laughs> God knows, I should say. Um, I think I think you can work it rationally both ways. Um, I tend to think you can walk away, but I, I get it I get the rational argument on both sides of it. Um, I think uh It's kind of like, and it's the story of the prodigal son, right? Like, was the prodigal son, and this, is, and this is where, you know, I have a lot of friends who, you know, believe strongly in eternal security, and this is one of their, this is one of their, their arguments, is even the prodigal son. The prodigal son ran away. The prodigal son squandered his, his um, father's inheritance. But was he still a son? You say, Well, yeah, he was still a son, but also when the son came back, he said he he this son of mine has been brought from death to life. So 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 I don't know, yes, he was a son, but he was a dead son, you know, he's been brought to life when he returned to the father. So but was he still a son? Technically, yes. So it's just, you know. Um, and basically you could argue too, when the son cashed out his inheritance. He was basically disowning the father, so. Um, but I get it both ways. I understand. I, I you know, um, I think that's one of those elementary teachings that you can spend years and years and years on just arguing back and forth. Can you get? Can you? Can you lose your salvation? No. Yes. No. At the end of the day, let's let's pray for genuine encounters with Jesus that stick right? Let's, let's pray for genuine encounters with Jesus that uh, stick, that produces endurance and fruitfulness. Um, I mean, part of my thought is that, you know, God didn't, God doesn't make us become Christians in my, you know, now there are some Christians who do think God makes you, you know, they predestination and, um, you know, uh, Strict and hard Calvinism would say that, you know, God chose you and you're saved. Um, But that's not kind of where I come down. I think we get a choice in that. And if we get to choose to be a Christian, then why would God make us stay one if we didn't want to? If we can choose to become a Christian, it doesn't seem that he would make us then stay a Christian if we didn't want to. So. So if we have free will in choosing to enter, wouldn't we have free will in choosing to exit? So, yeah. Um, continuing on, verse five, uh, verse six. Who have to their loss? They are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Land. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. So this is talking about he's likening the human heart to land. Land that receives the blessings of God ought to produce fruitfulness, not, not thorns and thistles. Even though we speak like like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped the people who continue, uh, as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Hmm. So God will not forget your work. Hmm. Maybe that's a reminder for you today. You know, maybe you feel like God's forgotten, you know, you're, 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 you're um, serving him and doing things in his name. And you're like, does he even notice? He notices. He does. He will not forget your work and the love you've shown for him and how you've helped his people. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end, so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Hmm. Persevere. Keep persevering. Keep running after God. Keep growing. Keep seeking Him. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you. Wait, am I reading beyond what I'm supposed to? I think I am. can't be jumping into tomorrow's readings. I am. I must stop. I must stop. I must move now to John. (laughs) John chapter 3, verses 22 through 36. Morning, everybody. Welcome. Three. What did I just say? I just said it. Twenty-two through thirty-six. <laughs> I'm, just, I mean, I'm just ready I'm just gonna read the whole thing. Look at me. Um can't be breaking the rules like that. John three, twenty-two. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside and where he spent some time with them and baptized. So he's out there baptizing. Now John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water. Because that's, you know, you need that if you're gonna baptize, you gotta have some water. And people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. So he's talking about Jesus. Yeah. That's right, blessings. You're right, blessings for fruitful living. You're right. There's a good, there's a theme right there. It's true, Linda. The Genesis passage, the brothers that were uh, respectful, there were blessings that followed, and yeah. And in Hebrews, there's blessings for fruitfulness. Yep. Yeah. Um. So some of John's disciples are like, "Hey, this guy over there, he's." You know the one you were pointing to is he's baptizing people and everybody's going to see him verse twenty seven to this John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Hmm. that's a great perspective like i'm not gonna I'm not gonna see this as a competition because i I only get what comes from heaven anyway everything is a gift it's a blessing so You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah, but I am am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. Ooh, that's beautiful, man. He must become greater, I must become less. Mm. John is basically saying, I'm, the, I'm just, I'm the best man. Jesus is the bride, is the groom. He's the bridegroom. I'm just his best man. And how can I be disappointed when the bride is going to be with the bridegroom? I'm the best man. Uh, it delights me to see them coming together. To see people go to Jesus is the same feeling um, that a a best man would have uh, witnessing his best friend getting married. I mean, it's <laughs> to his love. You know, it's like this is awesome, and he must become greater. You know, this this party is about him. It's about him. it's about the bride and the bridegroom. It's not about the best best man. And uh, John sees his role as sort of that best man role. That joy is mine and is now complete. Wow. Just picture, I mean, I've done a lot of weddings, guys. I've got a couple of them coming up in the next six weeks. But that vision, you know, that visual of the bride coming down to embrace the groom at the altar. And the you know, the the best man is standing there with his buddy, you know, the groom. And but once the bride enters the room and is next to the bridegroom. No one really cares about what the best man's doing. (laughs) It's all about that. And uh, he must become greater. I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. And the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without limit. Hmm. He's comparing him and Jesus, right? Like, I came from the earth, I'm just a human being, but he has come from God, and he speaks the very words of God. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever Rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Mm. It's that same spirit of like John 3, 16, John 3, 16 and 17, right? God didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Because the world what, st- stands condemned already. This, the world stands in need of Jesus. And um, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son, will not see life. God's wrath remains on him. And let's uh, let's not only receive that life ourselves, but let's be ambassadors that go out and share that life that is in Jesus with others. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's pray. Thank you guys so much for being on. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Uh, the two witnesses that come together that inspire us and teach us your holy word the spirit that gives illumination and insight and application and your word that is everlasting, that is um, living and active and sharper than a sword. Lord, may we um, apply the truths of your word to our lives, help us to walk in step with you and help us to um, be that best man of Jesus, that point to him. Help us to become lesser so that he may become greater in our lives and through our lives. Lord, I pray for my friends today. May you bless and encourage them today, strengthen them. If there are any special needs, I pray that you would touch and bless, bring uh, your grace and power to each and every circumstance. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for being on today. Got my handy-dandy... We read, we pray, we change the world, mug, mom, thanks, mom, dad. Appreciate that. It's got my name on it, too, in case I forget who I am. You know, that happens, you know. If you you can't sleep right, then you're bound to forget your name eventually. (laughs) So, great to have you guys on. Thank you guys so much for being here today. We'll be back at it tomorrow as we continue our readings. You guys are the best. Thanks for liking, subscribing, hitting the little thumbs up button, uh, sharing this with other people. You guys are the best. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH.